0: Sarah Maltby is one of the new crop of MHKs elected at the 2021 general election. One of two Manx Labour MHKs, Sarah has taken up the Social Security role in Treasury. She's had a busy summer knocking on doors and finding out what her constituents in Douglas South are thinking. I decided before uh, the
1: election that every summer I would be out and um, delivering my community newsletter to the constituents of Douglas South. Uh, I've kept to that promise, I did it last summer um, and I've done it again this summer that's the intention is to knock on every single door every summer to deliver my community newsletter to my constituents and just to give people an overview of what I've trying to achieve what I've have achieved and just maybe share a little bit of positivity because um you know it's difficult sometimes I think for people to actually know and to keep up with what their MHKs are up to and so I think well one sure way of doing it is for me to actually knock on the door and say I'm here if you need me and this is my newsletter so that's what I've done.
0: So, so what are the people saying? What what are the concerns that you're you're getting? What what would you say the key themes are?
1: It, it's a real mixed bag. You know, you can go from hedges and potholes right up to people who have waited two years for an appointment for an. Uh, a, a th- quite a serious uh, medical condition or uh, right up to talking to you about government spending and uh, the concerns about the future for the younger people on the Isle of Man and um, housing, obviously, in particular. So, you know, you really can... uh, it's, It's a real huge scope. When you knock on that door, you do not know what is behind it. And I think that's one of the reasons why some people choose not to go out and do this every summer i can i can see why um but it's for me it's the most important thing to do because it's that face-to-face interaction with somebody and they will tell you exactly how they're feeling at that time or they will make an appointment and you'll come back and you'll have that conversation with people but you know it's some things are really easy to fix like um showing people how to use the reporter apps for the DOI or for the Douglas Borough Council or reminding people there's MCALs you know, just telling people that these things exist you don't have to um, suffer, you don't need to be, be upset about these things, you can report it yourself but quite often they see you as the person who's going to take that on for them and, and I'm happy to do so, you can't deliver 3,000 newsletters to houses and then not expect to get 3,000 emails <laughs> in return so yeah, it, it, is a, it is a huge commitment but it's really important for me that I do it
0: and in terms of government performance I mean, wh- wh- where would you say we are on a scale of one to ten uh, wh- where are the public at the moment
1: for their confidence in government um, I think it's mixed um, when you speak to people and they share their feelings with you if they are quite angry it's you're trying to get to the bottom for me anyway I try to get to the bottom of where that anger's coming from is that they're just angry because they're angry or are they angry because of something in particular and quite often once you have that conversation it's kind of helping people to maybe understand where the decision maybe came from why I voted in a certain way or perhaps um, trying to just sort of clear up some things that maybe people have got mixed up with you know this is our life. This is I live and breathe politics on the Isle of Man, whereas everybody else who's um, within my constituency isn't. They're busy with their daily lives, with their families, with their work, with their own pressures. So it's not 100%... Um, you can understand why people don't know exactly what's happening they kind of just pick up on things from the radio or from talking to people or the bus um so you can it's a, it's a really helpful opportunity to be able to say well actually that's not quite right but you know um, maybe I could explain that to you a little bit better and try and make you help you understand with that and people do appreciate that and I think that kind of then makes people sort of step back and say okay I didn't realize that and um, now that I do know that information I can see why you're having the, the difficult decisions that you are um, having to deal with at the moment.
0: That's why we, we elect politicians mm-hmm. every five years. We trust you. Of the, the various candidates, you're the ones we trust. Now crack on and sort these really complex problems out. And And often enough in politics... It's much more complex than a simple black and white uh, situation, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. I, I kind of had an idea of what I was getting involved in, and um, I wasn't new to this uh, world, and I knew um, how it would feel to be in a position of a huge responsibility, um, and. I didn't expect to be brought into Treasury my first term, uh, to be quite honest. I went from managing a household budget to managing the nation's budget. will be part of that a, team. It's,
0: it's a big role in Treasury, isn't
1: it? A really, really big role. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know all the answers to all of Treasury's um, pressures. You've got to stay focused. Um, I've been given Social Security as my, de- my delegation, and that's where I put a lot of my effort and time into you've got to hope when you look around the chamber in timwald that the other members are doing the same thing that they are also focused within their department on the things that they can actually um affect change within you know it's kind of you've got to trust one another i feel as best you can uh, maybe i'm too trusting i believe that people are all working as hard as i am but um sometimes you look back and you think oh, why? why why have we not seeing change quicker because I'm seeing change within social security and I'm happy to share that with people but it's it sometimes feels like you kind of one step forward two steps back Mm. something but I think if you stay focused stay true to yourself stay principled and that's what my constituents expect of me and they wouldn't expect anything else and they wouldn't expect me to try and sit here and proclaim to be some kind of expert i've only been in the job two years hmm. um, and i think it's that honesty and that openness to say actually i'm, I'm here to learn and i need to learn uh, in order to ensure that i leave my position uh, in a better place than when i found it
0: and, and it is a team effort too isn't it uh, being in government or being in in tinwald uh, you you can't do it all by yourself in your case you have a party member so there's there's two of you uh, out of the 32 uh, elected or vaguely elected <laughs> members of 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 timbald but it, you do have to rely on colleagues to, to pull their weight and do uh, particular roles, particular jobs don't you?
1: Yeah, one of the criticisms that you do here on the doorstep is that we've got too, um, too many MHKs and I showed them the list of responsibilities that I have and I think well actually we could do with actually a couple of other people doing a few more things because it's not always fairly distributed and I think the more you do the more you get given to do and I think when you show that you've proved yourself that you can achieve outcomes that are within the, the government policy or whatever it might be or within your department or you've shown that you've been able to help constituents and you've kind of proved that you are a, a, a doer uh, then you kind of get asked to do more things and um, so that I prefer to be busy I prefer to be able to do the best I, I only have five years in this position you know I I would never ever assume that I'd be re-elected and um, you know you you can work all the hours and you can still maybe lose your seat after five year term so it's never a given that you're going to be re-elected so I work as hard as I can. I do put too much pressure on myself probably uh, I think when I get to the end of this five year term I will be standing again it's just an early declaration <laughs> there years are. Th-
0: three years before. <laughs> three,
1: in adva- three years in advance um, No, but I will be standing again you know I, I, I love this position and this job, job that I have it's a huge amount of work huge pressure but show me a job that doesn't have pressures um yeah okay this could affect the future of the isle of man but if there was one person who was so passionate about the future of the isle of man um then it, it is me <laughs> so I'd, I'd be like this is the job for, that i'm supposed to be doing
0: in terms of that then uh, you're two years into into your five-year term uh, you've you've produced a manifesto, and obviously that's part of the reason people chose to, to, to vote for you. What of those manifesto commitments are the, the ones that you have been working on, or perhaps the ones that you've managed to achieve?
1: well putting social policy uh, right at the very heart of um, government has been a real challenge actually I didn't realise how difficult it was going to be I thought I'd walk in and everybody be saying the same as me but actually when you faced the numbers and how much social policy costs to deliver then you realise just how difficult this job is um, but I have been able to make effective change within social security we have changed regulations we've made life easier for people I, I feel that the decisions that I've made within The Social Security Division by moving towards an online platform, so it's more accessible for people, and it's taken away some of the complexities. One of the officers said to me when I first started, "Oh, Mrs. Maltby, you do realise that we're talking about people here. The more simple you make it, the more complex it tends to become. And the real, real truth in that, you know, we are talking about people, and people are very complex. So it's it is a real balance. But I do feel like if you move slowly and steadily forward, it's better than standing still. Now." One of the things I've learned over the last two years is the Tin World Order paper, quite uh, at the end of the Tin World Order paper, that's when you see the orders and that's where you see what Social Security or uh, Treasury or DOI or DEFA, what they've actually, what legislation they're actually changing, what regulations are going to change. And that's the real crunch of it. That's the bit that's going to actually impact and change people. Life possibly it's maybe going to be where they have to pay more for their licenses as well you know that's the that's the real heart of the matter but it's always right at the very end of Timwald and it's a time where people are kind of you know trying to keep people's attention and you the minister stands and delivers the um the change i stand and second it but actually that three minutes where that that conversation that um, discussion is happening has been like a year a year's piece of work for just that three minutes of, within of the wall sitting. And, and
0: it's often a, a very dry part of it of is. The tin it's right at the very it? end, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And it's
1: I I don't know um, what you could do about changing that, but I don't think that's probably really and a, prior, a priority. But that's really the bit that um is going to good. The rest of Tim Wood is very important, but it's about policy, um, t- discussion, um, debates, you know, obviously, obviously there's the big money votes as well, but you know, really it's that bit at the end where, and this is what we're going to do, and do you all agree with that? And it's that part that I kind of stand up and second something that's actually took a year's worth of work, not just on my behalf, but the officers, the people in the background, and... That's the bit when I meet with my directors down at Social Security. They they'll say, "How did it go? Was it well received? Was there any questions?" And you think, "Well, yeah, actually, it, it was just went through." And you think, "Gosh, that's been such a lot of work, and we prepared so much for anything that might be asked of us." And it's kind of just
0: and, and there, been is accepted that, sometimes. there is that there is that sort of approach to to politics, doing the right thing and doing good things. Is what's expected of you mm-hmm. there's almost a kind of a, a, a churlishness amongst the public and saying well of course you should be doing that that that's the right thing to do what about such and such and why haven't you got on with this you'd like to think anyway in relation to the orders and regulations at the end of the Timbled order paper the reason often they mm-hmm. get uh, effectively nodded through with very little comment is because people read the explanatory uh, notes and memoranda and uh, are convinced that actually this is the right thing to do and there's no need to comment perhaps sometimes um some some of your colleagues maybe even yourself uh, that there is a need to to say a little bit more mm. in in these timber mm. uh, debates just mm. to say actually there's a load of work gone into this this is really important and these are the great things that are going to be achieved by it
1: yeah no i, I probably would agree with that it's kind of making sure people really realize just what this means we do well, I do find that I do kind of pick up on the maintenance issues. I do pick up on the bits that really aren't sexy or flashy, and I can see why they wouldn't maybe catch people's attention all the time because, well, of course, they're things that we expect to see of you, but nobody else is doing it. You know, I'm picking these things up and I'm working on it um, and trying to make things uh, things that you actually wouldn't believe still were a uh, normal practice changing these things because you know it's been talked about for years that we should make um social security for example less complex we should make the forms easier to understand but it's it's took until now to actually see that that is going to happen you know there's no way I'm going to leave my position in the way that I picked it up on you know it really definitely needed to be addressed and it is being addressed and it's not probably going to be newsworthy but do you know what it's going to it's going to make life easier for people and that's if if that's one thing I've achieved over this last two years it's certainly that.
0: I seem to remember um, possibly uh, before I was old enough to vote hearing on Manchester Radio uh, various politicians talking about computers are the future <laughs> this is going to be the answer uh, it's going to make life so much simpler for everybody um, and we're still working on it and, and you you kind of wonder the amount of form filling and, and everything that that we end up having to do uh, seems seems to be still very very excessive
1: yeah i'd, I'd agree with that to a certain extent you do have to remember though when you are um, delivering a benefit or an allowance this is taxpayers money generally you know that people have paid into a system and you have to be respectful of the fact that not everybody will take from the system at any point but we all pay into it so you need to ensure that there are safeguards in place there is good governance in place so you can't make it so simple and um, that the money just flows out because goodness, it would be gone within um, a very short amount of time. So you do need to be careful. There is a definite balance about making sure that you are accessible, easy to easy to deal with, but at the same time that you have got those um, protections in place. We are talking about the public person and, and that's something that's never left me. When I first joined Treasury and the first paper I was presented and I seen that the bid was for a million pounds, I couldn't, I couldn't believe my eyes. These numbers I've only ever seen in a phone book, and now they are in front of me and I've got to make a decision. I have to sit and consider and take in this information. Now, Phil, you know I kind of get out about around the island, so I don't just rely on what I'm presented in a treasury board meeting. Um, I kind of try to make myself as available as possible and I want to listen to other viewpoints and not just accept the one viewpoint I'm given perhaps in a paper. I think I owe that to my constituents. I, D- Douglas South is where my heart is at, but I'm a national politician, and if it's going to discuss national issues within Timwood, then I'm going to go around the island to actually hear what is being said by the people because ultimately, you talked about my manifesto before, I have in my manifesto putting people first, and that that is where I'll always be. I, I, before I became a politician, I was a carer. Uh, I worked in a school. I didn't have some fancy high-flying job you know i was with the people all day every day and that's where i find myself most comfortable now and um you know it's it might sound cliche and people might think well that's you know of course she's going to say that but i really do mean it um, and i think when i'm on the doorstep with people and they invite me into their home they share their stories with me i feel i feel a connection with that person government and parliamentary work is really exciting it's hard but it, it is really exciting you feel like you are doing something you are affecting change you are I feel like we are achieving something but it can be hard work you know it can be relentless sometimes Um, you don't sleep properly you feel like you've got your your brain is just whizzing constantly with these numbers and this information and you're kind of not too sure who you can share or talk to because it's, some of it's very confidential and when you're on the doorstep it's so much it's just raw it's just you and another person and it's really nice to be out in the fresh air and having those conversations and it takes you back to actually the reason why you stood in the first place and it's because I want to put people first and people is where I get my uh, motivation from
0: and sometimes there's a a view that uh, if if we paid uh, politicians a bit more we'd get better quality people uh, representing us that, that, I mean, first of all, that's that's quite a savage remark to the to those who who are elected. I think, um, but also I think it misses the point. You know, we we pay civil servants to help us generate policy and to come up with ideas your role as a politician is to not necessarily to come up with ideas great if you do but but it's it's more about interpreting how those ideas are are actually going to impact on the public isn't it
1: absolutely and how it's going to land with people because there's no use making policy if the person you're trying to affect that change from never actually feels any difference you know otherwise we're just talking and nothing's actually happening and there's nothing more frustrating than uh, 24 people stood in a room all talking great ideas slapping each other on the back when actually it's not uh, the, the person who you hope to um, deliver this outcome from doesn't feel it um, and I think that's ultimately why um, I feel we sometimes need to it's, it's, it's easy it is easy to say oh politicians they pay too much and you know what what do we see from them because you can you can understand they they like i said they're busy with their own life you so they don't really understand exactly what we do i'll often knock on a door and they'll think that i'm here from the council or they'll think that you know i'm i'm here to talk to them about their the recycling or um i'm here to take a survey of the the pavements or whatever whatever it might be and i'm saying no i'm i'm in the government you know i'm i'm your timwood member i'm your mhk and they look at me as if i have two heads like is it election time already? Um, no, um, no. This is, this is something I'm going to do every year. You know, they 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 quite honestly don't believe that they would see their MHK on their doorstep, and that needs to change. I think. I think it should be that should be the come the normal.
0: So two years in as a member of Treasury, we've got a hundred and fifty million pound gap in, in in finances. Well, we know that's not sustainable obviously as a Labour Party person, I'm guessing you have views on taxation. How can we fill a 150 million gap in public finances?
1: We have to fill the gap, um, but we also have to look at what we're doing. So if it's not working, if people aren't receiving that effective change, if they're not feeling that they're being, um, the island isn't getting better for them, then why are we still pumping money into something that's not working? I think the best as politicians it's taken that decision to say we're going to stop this and um, we need to really think about what we're doing here and not and that's just continue a big, to do. And that's
0: a big bold step to take because people love new things but they hate having things taken away from them.
1: I agree with that but if you can you can show what you're replacing it with and that it it's it's getting that Uh, balance i think it's about getting that balance communication quite honestly if you bring people along with you and you tell them and explain what's happening um in a way that's understandable and not just a way that you think sounds um right you know And i think that's the benefit of going and speaking to people on the doorstep you get to learn how they how, how how the message comes down the line and you think wow i thought that message was really clear but clearly it's it's certainly not it's totally um it's totally not landed correctly um but no it's the gap is going to be a huge challenge, but it's not going to be something that we're going to fix overnight. And I think if you try to do something that's um, to fix it overnight, knee-jerk, then you're going to end up in a worse position than what you started. You know, we are politicians who are elected for five-year terms. That's part of the problem. You know, you need somebody who's got a five uh, 10-year, 15-year vision mm. rather than uh, looking for their term and to make themselves you know the legend that fixed the problem you know that's not really going to help you know you need to realize that you're part of this journey and um, so to say that it sounds you know it's an awful way to describe but but you are part of this um and you're not making it better just for your five-year term you've got to think about well I have two children I think about my two children and what will the island look like in 10-15 years time what's going to attract my daughter Ivy back to the Isle of Man if she ever goes to university how am I going to make this place the place that she wants to settle in I went to university went to Chester and I loved it but I was ready to come home I'm a home bird not everybody's like that on the island you know we have people who want to go and travel and see the world and good for them, I'm really, really pleased. But then when they have got that experience, please come back because, you know, this island is a safe place. It's a a really lovely place. The constituents I talk to who aren't interested in politics who are happy with where they live who don't stand all the fuss and they'll say we're so lucky to live on this island and we do do ourselves down sometimes yeah we do have problems don't get me wrong but show me a place in the world that doesn't you know it doesn't mean that that negates that problem but we have so many positives as well and the way to attract people here is to talk about those things that are attractive and good about the island and hopefully attract those skills and those skilled people to us because then they can work with us to be able to make um, the island more secure for the future and uh, you know that's ultimately the ultimate aim is to, to, to do that.
0: Very brief answer then because we are uh, running uh, towards the end of the programme, three years left, what's the, what's the one thing that you want to achieve?
1: oh gosh the one thing i want to achieve well get social security online so you can apply for benefits and allowances that's not just going to help people who are vulnerable it's going to help people who are starting their families it's going to start help people who are looking to um for, for that support at the time you know a stepping stone but also for like um, the child care strategy. I really, really, really want to see the child care strategy get um, delivered within this three years. We're not going to get all of it delivered because you know it's a huge, a huge piece of work. But I really want to see some change of real, real positive, possible positive change there. I think there's so many good things that can come out of this uh, five years, and I really want to be a part of that um, part of it. And like I said, the child care strategy would be something that I really want to see get to the stage where we can actually deliver it. I also want to see the House and Communities Board uh, um, showing us what they were set up for in the first place. That was a real good um, selling point of the the new, uh, the new Chief Minister's package of support that he was going to put in place. And I was really, really excited about it. So I want to see that actually now come to fruition. I think if we don't see anything within the next year, I don't think we're going to see anything, to be honest. And I really want to see them um, some real good change from them but there's there's loads of things fail to be honest but you know you have to you do have to stay focused you do have to be realistic about what you're going to actually achieve because there's no the worst thing you can do is over promise and under deliver you need to hit that sweet spot where you actually do deliver and you give people the confidence that you do what you say you're going to do and I hope that I'm on the right track for that but you know we'll find out in three years time won't we
0: That was Sarah Maltby, MHK. She's certainly committed to delivering for her constituents. Do you value this sort of contact with your MHK, or do you think they need to focus on the big picture stuff? Don't forget, this programme is available as a podcast on Manx Radio's website. For now, though, I'm Phil Gorn. Goura Mayo. Thanks for listening.